Hey, Rachel. Hey, Brian. So how was your week? I mean, it was pretty anxiety inducing. And of all of the things that are keeping me up at night and that have historically kept me up at night, I never imagined that the worst thing would be the viability of the U.S. Postal Service. <laughs> yes, we have a lot to talk about on that topic. <laughs> Neither rain nor snow nor, what are the, nor sleet nor hail, but not nor Trump. <laughs> oh God! It's all of really... our institutions are all all of them. Nope. Can we just nope. say uh, this is nope? The podcast where we shut it down. My name is no. My sign is no. My number is no. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. Okay, Rachel. This has been an epic week for news. So many things happened. We lost so many national treasures. <laughs> yes, um, we have a little in memoriam segment to <laughs> Sumner Redstone, who was one of those people where, like, you hear that he died, and you're like, "Wait, he was alive!" Like, <laughs> well, that's most people who die. Right? <laughs> yeah. He was but 97. He was so old. He was so and like, I just feel like he had been fading for so long. I think the the bigger news was that he had been alive yes but we, he was a, he at back in the day he was a recurring character on nope in one of our most memorable stories i forget yes. the details but it involved an ipad or yeah towards the end of his life he couldn't really speak i think he had a stroke um and he had an ipad that would respond he could hear people but his responses were yes no and fuck you. <laughs> like on the iPad, like buttons. On the iPad, <laughs> little buttons that he would press to say those things. So he was a nice man. He was? A kind man. I was going to say, Sumner Redstone, no, fuck you. Okay. Rachel, got any good stories from this week? Um, yeah. So uh, I'm going to get in so much trouble if my neighbors ever listen to this podcast, but you know what? They're not going to and, and whatever, who cares? Um, so there's a woman who lives down the block from me here um, in West Hampton, and she has two girls around AJ's age. And occasionally we do outdoor socially distant play dates so that the kids can interact and go swimming or whatever. Um, I don't know her that well. We hung out a few times and she's super nice. And the story is totally not about her. She's kind of just an innocent bystander. <laughs> so on Monday, <laughs> she invited me and AJ over and said that another neighbor would also be there with her four-year-old twins. And I thought, okay, great. Um, so it's hot and I go over and I'm sitting there at a table under like a shady umbrella when this other neighbor comes and it turns out that she's the twins aunt and she lives in the city and goes back and forth and she's not wearing a mask and she sits down right next to me. Like there's like seats all around the table and she chooses the one right next to me and just starts talking really loudly. And all I could think about was the spray and the droplets. Yeah. And I was like, my brain was shouting. I was having like a total panic, but I was at someone else's house and I didn't want to cause a scene. And the other, the You're other one was- You're allowed to get at, up and move to the other side of the picnic table. Well, yeah. So, like, I don't know. I got really rusty with social interaction. <laughs> you no longer know how to interact. I no longer you know what to you do. You can't read social cues. No. <laughs> no. So I was just like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to create a scene. So I'm just going to move over. But the problem was that she took the middle seat of the shade. So there was oh. one chair on either side of her in the shade. I was in one of them and I had to move over. So I moved into the sun and it was so hot and I was melting. And she she didn't notice and she just kept on fucking talking and so i 
I just concluded that she must be a Trump supporter, an anti-masker, <laughs> a flat earther, a climate change denier, anti-vaxxer. Yeah. And there are a lot of them here in Suffolk County. So, Brian, do you think I did the right thing? What would you do? I would have. I would have. That's a classic thing where you just stand up and go, nope, and grab your <laughs> just, grab your son and go home and play with okay. Coco. <laughs> okay. You had me at you, you, no good can come of the phrase she had four-year-old twins. Right? Like, <laughs> Well, especially know, if they're fine. not hers that in and of itself is an error in judgment so well, no you know i no have a six-year-old so it's okay yeah okay yeah, well i um okay. you know so we do think about I, I think about like what kind of stories we're going to tell on this and for this week i thought i had one story and then it turned into another story and then it took a very dark turn so this was supposed to be an amusing anecdote and um it gets very dark at the end. You so, conjured something. <laughs> the genie. I let the genie out of the bottle. So um, I have a long and sordid history with pull-ups, like the exercise pull-ups. I've never been able to do them. It's a very special like muscle set you need to have, and they need to be particularly strong. They look easy, but they're not. So uh -huh. about a year ago, when I started working with a trainer in the gym, he's like, let's, let's do some pull-ups. And of course, I couldn't even do one. And then he goes, well, let's put these bands around your knees from the top so it'll like help provide you know tension and lift you up. And I tried it, and it didn't work. He's like, well, let's get like a heavier band. And I put the heavier band on, and it like catapulted me into the sky. And I was I went like upside down and sideways and was like twirling around like I was in Cirque du Soleil <laughs> in the middle of like Crunch Tribeca. Okay. And the guy is having like a liability freak out, the trainer. So he like climbs up to try to like rescue me. And then he gets tangled in the bands and we're both like entwined like limbs akimbo. Like, like and, like, and there's no way <laughs> we're caught up in a spider web. There is no way down. So I'm uh, anyway, now I'm still working out with the same guy, Frankie, Captain Frankie. And uh, we do video training, but I've been working out really hard. I've been doing it three times a week and I'm getting much stronger and Doug is really strong and we have one of those um, pull-up bars that goes into the door frame and it's actually pretty yeah. secure and uh, so I decided that I was now going to try to do a pull-up again the good news is that I kind of almost did a pull-up which was great and very gratifying I was nervous about the strength of the pull-up bar but you know no problem there it was perfectly fine I do that I shower I go back and have some meetings Doug has his trainer next so he's doing, I guess, his pull-ups with his trainer or whatever he does. And I hear this huge crash and like, oh no! and I run, I throw off my headphones. I run out into the thing. And of course, Doug is laying there the, with the, with the, with the pull-up bar next to him <laughs> and splinters of wood everywhere. And it had basically pulled down the door frame. <laughs> And he's lying there in pain. Terrible. So, of course, Doug is very stoic and he has a stiff upper lip. And he's like, no, it'll be fine. I wake up this morning. I'm like, how His is your leg? Like, <laughs> like perpendicular to the, like bone sticking through. Um, he's like, it's fine. I'm good. I'm good. Um, he's like, I was like, how did you sleep? He's like, well, it was fine. I did take a Percocet that I had left over from my knee surgery and it kind of worked. And I'm like, dude, you really need to go see, get an x-ray at like City MD or something. So we did. And of course he did break his toe. Um, oh, no. 
I know. pull-up bar. I know, but the upside, now he wants to get a, another pull-up bar, but a more secure one, because now the only exercise he can do is pull-ups, because <laughs> he can't step on his can't foot. <laughs> so that's my story. Oh, yeah. It goes okay. from the sublime uh, to the absurd. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh, I hope he feels better. I told him I, I, I cleared it. I made sure it was okay to talk about his tragic toe incident. So <laughs> okay. anyway, 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 okay, let's move on to some nopes. I think I've done this intro before, but it's it's apropos then and now. So the whole I was done last week. I don't know the whole premise of this podcast. <laughs> Is it just when you think things couldn't get any worse, they do? So we're sitting here worried yes. about the coronavirus <laughs> and, the end, and the end of democracy. And what is our president worried about? Showers. <laughs> He's worried about taking a shower. Real, this is the this is the day he became president. He's taking on the biggest problems that face the American. Well, he people. talked about this the day he became president. No, no, this is the day that he finally. Oh, became oh this president. is right. They're always saying like the day. This is the day he finally. It's grew a new tone. Him. It's a new. <laughs> it's a pivot so... in its tone, right? So, um, this is. I'll I'll get the backstory. I'll do this in reverse order. So last week he was speaking at the Whirlpool Factory, and his thoughts wandered as they do to a favorite topic. And apropos of nothing, he blurts out, you turn on the shower. If you're like me, you can't wash your beautiful hair properly. Please come out. The water drips out, right? So you wonder, what was going through his mind that triggered this riff on water pressure? It must be. The water pressure must be so bad in the White House. In the White House. It's been building up. Like a, no. <laughs> so it turns out that there is a policy angle on this. The Energy Department is rolling back limits on household water use so that he can have a better shower. But this has been a pet cause for some time. Last month, this was a speech that he gave. He goes, so shower heads, you take a shower. The water doesn't come out. You wash your hands. The water doesn't come out. So what do you do? You just stand there longer. Or you take a shower longer? Because my hair, I don't know about you, but it has to be perfect, perfect. So this should come as no surprise that he is changing federal environmental policy so he can take a quicker shower. Yes. Um, and it's going to be really bad for the environment because, like, now there's restrictions where if you have, like, multiple shower heads, it could only – they collectively can release a certain amount of water. <laughs> and this is going to triple the amount of water that could come out at any given moment. So it's, what, what does having multiple a, showers have to do with it? Like, if it's Well, a... because the restrictions is, like, for all of the shower heads together, they can't release more than, like, 2.5 Oh, so if there's only gallons. one going, it gets three times the water? Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, if you wanted to go up to the to the maximum limit, yeah. you're gonna get like blown away. And then it goes back to last year. I get, I just got to do one more quote because there's a very interesting tell in here. To fig, I think I know what he's really talking about. So he says, "We have a situation where we're looking very strongly. I love when he looks strongly at things. We're looking very strongly at sinks and showers and other elements of bathrooms where you turn the faucet <laughs> on, and in areas where there's a tremendous amount of water, where the water rushes out to sea." So I want to know what are the other elements of bathrooms he's worried about. It's obviously the toilet, right? <laughs> he's going to like go to the Rose Garden and make some like grand announcement no, about he toilets. needs a stronger toilet to flush all his bullshit out to sea. Of course. It's always getting yeah, clogged absolutely. up, I'm sure. So anyway, so he's your make make your toilet great again. 
with this president. Remember Matthew Whitaker, who was like the acting attorney general for like five minutes? The, the guy was like the bouncer, the the football yes. guy. Yeah, he looked well, like, and he like had invested in a business that was like <laughs> toilet for people <laughs> for well endowed men. <laughs> So maybe, <laughs> maybe that that's what will Trump. be mandatory <laughs> for every <laughs> like you have to home. like everybody had to install like low flow toilets like the lower <laughs> gallons for flush. Everyone has to install extra large penis toilet seats. <laughs> no, can we move on? Well, I'm sorry you've been worried about the post office, Rachel, as have I. But I'm that's so right. Worried about the- Forget about defunding the police. Trump wants to defund the post office. And just today, he's still holding up the Democratic aid proposal desperately needed by all Americans because there is $25 billion in aid to the Postal Service. So I will spare you the details of the backstory about Trump hates mail-in voting. He says it leads to fraud, which there is no evidence of. It's just even though he way. does mail-in voting, <laughs> does mail in his vote. No, he says he says absentee voting from Florida is good. It's just the it's just when black people it's voting. just when black people do it then it's not good <laughs> yes. okay yes. it's just voter suppression so his war on the postal service started a little while ago he appointed a new postmaster general which i didn't even know i i thought it was like benjamin franklin i didn't even know it was a thing is louis DeJoy, who is of course a huge gop donor who promptly had a friday night massacre of he fired all the executives in the us postal service and then they had like a reorganization and they leaked and i actually tracked down the powerpoint presentation of um of the changes they were going to make it is like illiterate um it should be they're like we should be cost conscious um instead of cons conscious it's three pages of like corporate drivel and then another 17 pages of the lists of zip codes that they serve which is all of them um oh my god because the mandate is to destroy the post office that's his job so now it's turning out that he is intentionally slowing down the mail and as a result there have in fact lots of documented severe mail delays and of course who does this impact the most senior citizens getting their social security checks veterans getting their disability checks their drugs people sick people yeah sick people get their drugs through the mail i get my drugs through the mail i I mean yeah yeah so um and then it we found out that he had a blanket ban on overtime. So if a postal carrier is delivering their route and they're running late because of snow or sleet or hail and their shift is over, they are not allowed to finish. They have to leave the mail behind. They cannot finish their route and deliver the mail. (laughs) So sick. So if you've been wondering why there are mail carts sitting in the streets... (laughs) <laughs> being nibbled at by New York City rats, that is why. They just have to abandon it? like <laughs> I don't know, or like hightail it back to the post office. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, they're not allowed to do it. it they have to stop working. And now, this is incredibly egregious. They're actively going and like deactivating and disinstalling mail sorting machines. So that just mail has randomly, to be, for yes, no reason. Yeah. Mail has to be sorted by hand now, if it's sorted at all. Like, this is not like a cost-saving method. You th- it's the opposite, right? Like, it just slows things down. It's not like it takes a lot of electricity to run a mail sorting machine that they're saving on the electricity. There's, there's, it's, it's just, you know, shameless. And 
It is shameless because Trump came out and said it today that what he's trying to do. He's holding up that funding. He says they need that money in order to have the post office work so it can take all these millions and millions of ballots. If they don't get it, that means you can't have universal mail-in voting. So that's it. He just told us what it was. He said it, but yet, yet people are like, what on earth could he have meant by that? Right. What? Right. Let's get to the bottom of what he's trying to say here. There's no parsing this. He is committing crimes in broad daylight and telling us exactly what he's doing. So this is. Just, it was a it was I, a it was a perfect interview. It's a perfect post office, perfect postal yeah, service. Perfect, yeah. the best, the best. Anyway, I don't know if there's anything funny about this, but I feel like we are not a news podcast. But at certain times, we do need to raise the alarm, and uh, yes, I don't we know. We need to do whatever we can do to save the post office. I don't. We should be marching in the streets. I don't know. I, like, just tell me where to go, and I'll. I mean, this I'll, is. I'll, ma I'll mail you instructions. We'll see. Mail <laughs> me instructions. It'll get there November tenth. <laughs> by the way, I have not got gotten my mail in like a month so oh, really yes, there yeah because i forwarded my mail from the city out here and it was coming for like a week and then it just stopped so oh, oh. well there you go that's uh there you go. DeJoy or whatever his name thank is. you so, no nope. joy no nope. save you. the post office please yeah. uh well there must be must be better people out there must be spiritual beacons people who we can turn to in times of trouble maybe yes to pray <laughs> to pray. Um, I want to talk about Jerry Falwell to pray Jr. Upon young women. Yes. Oh my God. So he's, you know, this big evangelical leader. He's the son of Jerry Falwell Sr. And Jr. is the president of Liberty University, which is our nation's finest institution of higher learning. Brian, you've been there before. I have you been, visited. I have, I have almost been there. I will tell you the story <laughs> when you're done with your with your okay. bit. There. <laughs> so um, the last time we talked about Jerry Falwell Jr. on this podcast was when the news broke that he was in some kind of a throuple with his wife and a Miami pool boy. And uh Donald Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen, had some photos that he had destroyed of like that's what he does best. That was his job. So but we're not going to get into that. If you want to hear more about that, you can listen to episode 83. But um, a photo surfaced last week. And I mean, wait, whatever. you actually went back and figured out which of our episodes we yeah. discussed that on? Yeah, of course. How do you find that? I don't know. This is episode 132. <laughs> I guess you can Google it. <laughs> I Googled it. Okay. Um, so, so a photo surfaced this week, last week, and um, I guess you can't really say it surfaced. Jerry Falwell Jr. posted it himself on, on his own Instagram account. Oh. And the photo, it was a selfie of Jerry Falwell Jr. aboard a yacht with his uh, jeans unzipped and his underwear oh, showing oh. like his pants were just open and he had one arm around a woman not his wife and her shorts were also unbuttoned and her underwear was hanging oh. out and so here's two humble servants of jesus christ standing there on a yacht <laughs> with their pants unbuttoned underwear hanging out muffin tops of flying <laughs> and even more scandalous <laughs> falwell was holding a glass with a dark colored liquid in it oh no Ooh. he's drinking Ooh. jesus Drink. juice yes. <laughs> the devil's so, <laughs> the devil's playground so he wrote in the caption 
I promise that's just black water in my glass. It was a prop. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> it was a prop only. To which I say, sure, Jen. Yes. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> there's so many black water props sitting around. Hold on, Rach. Let me take a sip of this black water. Black water, <laughs> right? So anyway, as you can imagine, the, the post on Instagram drew a swift backlash among Liberty University folks because they forbid students from having sex out of wedlock and also they forbid them from consuming any media that contains nudity so you can imagine how odd it must have been for a Liberty University student to stumble upon this photo of their own school president their cult leader posing for a fly unzipped photo with his arms around a random woman in a similar state of undress while holding a glass of whiskey on Oh, wait a second. Did they like uh, expel the student for being on Instagram? The for student? like seeing it? No, didn't you say a student <laughs> maybe, saw it? Maybe, well, that was why the backlash started because people started seeing it and freaking out. No, but I was but yeah, right. Like, that would be the typical. For being that would be on Instagram. Yes, <laughs> you're not allowed to look at nudity, and you're looking at these pictures of Jerry Falwell Jr. naked. No, but um, Falwell had to delete. He deleted the post. And then he was put on indefinite leave after this whole scandal. And he gave an interview with a local radio station in Lynchburg, Virginia, which is where Liberty is based. And he said, I'm going to try to be a good boy from here on out. So, like, it's just such an annoying oh. quote. He's like, I've been naughty, you know, and he's kind of like dismissive oh. of the whole idea of the question. And it feels like he knows he's going to get away with it. And I. I'm just wondering who is this woman in the photo with him? And he described her in this interview as his wife's assistant. Oh. Um, and on his Instagram account, he tagged her as Kathleen Stone, who lists on her Facebook account that she works for Liberty University. Um, and from what I could tell, Jerry Falwell Jr.'s wife does not work for Liberty University. So why is someone who works there employed as his wife's okay. assistant? These are small with, details. You're, with you're her, going down with her pants that. down on a yacht. I mean, it just doesn't. Uh, there's so many questions. I think you're asking the wrong questions. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, it just it got worse. He like Jerry Falwell Jr. explained the scene leading up to the photo. He said she's pregnant, so she couldn't get her pants up which makes me wonder like what they were down and then she was putting them on like could she have, if she knew they did could she have had like maternity pants or or did she just she was on the yacht and her stomach expanded exponentially <laughs> it happens quickly could... i don't know i haven't been pregnant but does that happen okay. no it doesn't happen beginning of boat ride svelte and <laughs> buns of popping <laughs> Anyway, he was like, he said that he found a pair of jeans and he hadn't worn them in a long time and he couldn't get his pants zipped either. So they, <laughs> Wait, so so they just happened to be They're just two the people. worst packers. They don't like, they're the opposite of the Real Housewives who bring like a year's wardrobe for a three day. Right, they, they each brought just like tiny pants. <laughs> they brought like dolls. Brought like Daisy Dukes. Okay, what's the upshot of this story? Did he get away with it? 
Well, I mean, he's not working at Liberty University anymore, but there's probably going to be nothing that comes oh. of it. And maybe he'll come back and, and work there again. I don't okay. know. Probably. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else there is to say. Can I tell my Liberty <laughs> University story very quickly? Yeah, sure. Okay. Please. So I think I talked about this like way early on, but after the 2016 election, Doug and I decided to take a road trip through Appalachia to like Trump tour 2016 to see who were these insaniacs who voted for Trump. So we drove through the South. We drove through coal country. Kentucky, West Virginia, we didn't learn very much. We learned what the inside of a Holiday Inn Express looks like, basically, because um, we were scared to get out of the car most of the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, and I think it's only gotten worse. Yeah, so we went went through Lynchburg, and one of our ironic destinations saying, let's go to Liberty University, which used to be Jerry Falwell University. And we get, and there's these big, grand gates, and I sort of start to get, like, nervous when we're about to go through them. And there's a Starbucks right outside. I'm like... Why don't we get a Starbucks? Yeah, let's let's get a Starbucks first. So we go get a Starbucks and we're sitting there for a minute and then we're going back to the car. And then I'm like, so should we go into Liberty University now? And Doug's like, nah, we're good. So we turn around and go the other way. So we basically drove to Lynchburg University to go to Liberty University, Lynchburg and to go to Liberty University. And we sat outside the gates and had Starbucks and, and turned around. That's the way to see Liberty University. That should be like in like a guidebook. A guidebook. <laughs> the gates are among the most magnificent gates flanked by Starbucks. <laughs> For the next leg of your tour, turn around and go back to Washington, D.C. Okay, yeah. nope, nope, Jerry Fall. Nope, Jerry. absolutely not. Do you have uh, okay. one more before our, uh, you know, the, the big uh, grand finale here? I do. I do. Yeah. So, um, you know, speaking of pigs, we have some more feral hogs in the news <laughs> that I wanted to talk about. So in the past, we've discussed the guy who said he needed an automatic weapon because every time he went into his backyard, 30 to 50 feral hogs would come out and harass his kids. I love that. And I always the thing funniest thing about that was the false precision of 30 to 50 feral hogs. Yes, not 30, within not three to five <laughs> minutes of his kids going into the backyard or something like that. Three sta and two standard deviations from 40. <laughs> and then there was the case of the, the hogs that stole thousands of dollars worth of cocaine from a bunch of drug dealers in Italy. And now they've resurfaced again, this time in Germany. Um, in Is Berlin. it the same hogs? It's, uh, we don't know. We we. We're not tracking them that closely, so it could okay. be. Wait, wasn't okay. there a thing where there was a castle and these tourists were stuck in the castle and they were being... Oh, the musicians. <laughs> the musicians were in a German castle. Oh, no, that was wolves. Was that wolves or and there, Yeah, and there were wolves. <laughs> they couldn't get out of the castle. Haunting them. It was also haunted by the spirit of Kaiser Wilhelm, <laughs> I think. Okay. People ask anyway, me, wait. how do you come up with these stories? And the answer is, I have no fucking idea. But yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Go back and listen to that. It's episode 103. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, so this happened in Berlin with the hogs. And let me just state that these animals are deceptively agile. They can run up to 30 miles per hour and they can climb walls up to six feet high. So <laughs> Like parkour? Like yes. how do they get up? The I don't wall? know. I don't know. They are not to be trifled with. 
unless or truffled with or truffled with uh, unless you are brave and naked so here's what happened so there was this lake in berlin and a middle-aged man was there and he was naked and he found himself chasing down a wild boar who had grabbed a yellow bag and the bag contained his laptop so the boar and her two piglets had been hanging out on the lake shore and they were there you know in search of snacks as they are want to do and they were probably disappointed when they opened up this guy's laptop bag and found a computer right yeah there's no snacks i mean you can't eat a motherboard <laughs> no but maybe they wanted to order from seamless or something <laughs> but but i don't know so what happened was there was a woman the way we know about all this is because there was a life coach there at this <laughs> of course beach. there was a life coach <laughs> and her name is Adele Landauer, and she documented the whole scene as it unfolded, and she got the man's permission to post a slideshow, and she put little, like, emojis over his butt, so you can't really fully see him naked, but he's there in all his Wait, glory. why was he naked? Because it was like a nude beach, oh, sort of. Not beach. a beach, okay. it's like a nude lake. <laughs> that a thing? Nude lake. Humble, humble in its ambitions. <laughs> It's the little 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 brother to a new beach. <laughs> so anyway, so this woman, Adele Landauer, the life coach, posted this. Yesterday at the lake in Berlin, I saw a real hero. <laughs> a female wild boar with two it's like a poem with two babies came out of the forest in order to search for food. <laughs> After they ate a pizza from a backpack of a man who was taking a swim in the lake, they were looking for a dessert. They found a yellow bag and decided to take it away. But the man who owned it realized it was the bag with his laptop. So he was very focused and he ran behind the boars in order to get it back. When he came back with his yellow bag in the hand, we all clapped and congratulated him for his success. This is what happens when you're focused on your goals. Of course, you have like a life coach kind <laughs> of <hashtag> message. Goals. <laughs> life goals. <laughs> she got a new client. Right. She's like Brene Brown. <laughs> <laughs> or like he manifested the laptop back to him. <laughs> he did. He did. He, he vision boarded it <laughs> and went for it. <laughs> so I don't know. Again, <laughs> that is all there is to <laughs> no, say. About no. That. Bore on the floor. Oh, yeah. That's a good bore on the floor. Okay. Nope. Okay. Can we do summer music series, please? Yes. Okay. Yes, we I didn't know. tease it at the top, but you know, that's I'm, I'm living for the summer music series. This is a really cool one. This uh, this week we are doing Typical Mail by Miss Tina Turner. I feel Tina Turner. I feel like she should be like a Dame Tina. If she if we were in England, she would be Dame Tina Turner oh, or Lady sure. Lady Tina. But she's just yes. Miss Tina Turner. But um, this is a song, Typical Mail, um, and it was on her 1986 album Break Every Rule, and um, it's it's sort of a lost hit. Like you, you probably don't recognize it when I've just said it, but when you hear it in a minute, I'll play it. It's, uh, you it's know, a it's a good song. It's, a it's really like Tina Turner doesn't fuck around. Like she, she does doesn't not have fuck a around. bad song. Yeah. Right. So here's the historical context. It was the follow up to her 1984 smash Private Dancer, which had the you know all time great song What's Love Got to Do with It. Also a great video. 
had the title song Private Dancer. Um, and of course, yes. like her her backstory, it's like it was her big comeback. She'd been off the scene for years after after the terrible, abusive trauma of the relationship with Ike Turner, as chronicled. Um, so she's like an underdog. So she had her comeback with Private Dancer. And then her next album was this uh, Break Every Rule. And it only had one big hit, which is this song, Typical Male. It hit number two for three weeks, and it was held out of the top spot by Janet Jackson's When I Think of You. So she was in good company at the top of the charts there. Yeah. Um, but like you said, unlike a lot of the other summer music series hits, uh, this is a really good song. So I'm going to play a clip now, and you may recognize it. So there are a bunch of interesting, th musically interesting things about this song. And, you know, I'm a music theory nerd, so this will probably interest nobody but me and my piano teacher. Um, but uh, first of all, nobody's going to care. There's a really interesting chord change in the verse, and there's a really good bridge. So harmonically, it's interesting. Uh, number two, and this is actually on the Wikipedia page. That's how important it is. <clears throat> the chorus Every measure has four beats, just like in every other song, but the last measure only has two beats, which makes the whole thing feel a little off kilter, which you would never notice mm. unless you were listening for it. But it's just a little bit of the musical genius that is Tina Turner. It's because it's about a typical male, but she's not typical. She's so not she's typical, so she's lopping off. off. She's lopping off those two last beats exactly. Yeah, and even though the music, like the the <clears throat> instrumentation, is nothing special, they actually had a celebrity drummer. Guest drummer. Do you want to guess who it is? Um, Ringo Starr. No, he was a. He, I would say he was the biggest celebrity drummer of the 1980s. Is it the guy from Def Leppard? No, it's Phil Collins. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> shut up! It's Phil Collins. <laughs> I'm just gonna start naming <laughs> random drummer. Drum. You mean the drummer with one arm? That's who you were thinking of. <laughs> Yeah, he was a huge drummer of the 80s. He was. Okay. No, it was Phil Collins. So okay. she pulled in a favor to get him to do this. So let's talk about the video because these are always about the videos. Um, yes. This video is a real slow burner. It seems simple, and there are really only two characters, but there is endless nuance to describe here. So the first thing you need to know about this is that this video has a lot of feet in it which is a common theme for summer music series. We Last week we did Animotion Obsession and there was the Jester's Foot. There was uh, in King of Wishful Thinking by Go West with those huge high-heeled shoes. Yeah, um, this is like that. This wait, is, if I had, had to say, if it had an antecedent, I would say it's more <laughs> like that one. It's the musical descendant. Of... <laughs> <laughs> and Xanadu had the roller skates. So like there's a yes. lot of foot content in here. So it starts with, Tina, by the way, Tina looks fabulous throughout this entire thing. There is, I have nothing bad to say about Tina Turner in this video, in this song. Voice is great. Look is great. So she did her job. She, <laughs> right, she had one job, which is to show up in this video, it. look and sing fabulous. She did. <laughs> Everything else was it's a disaster. Was, was a disaster. <laughs> in fact, I think she showed up like five minutes before call time. 
like did what she had to do and left at 315 and yes. that this is what we got and then watched the video and was like what the fuck <laughs> she didn't even watch the dailies she was like she, she, was like, she showed up at the, like the mtv vmas and was like nominated for best video she's like what the fuck is that <laughs> Okay, so she comes out, she's strutting around in her red mini dress, and then there's a, 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 a such a huge man's, like, giant two-tone patent leather dress shoe. And, like, her head, even with the high hair, doesn't even come up to the ankle. It's just enormous. And for some reason, the floor is wet, and she's kind of sloshing around in it. And it's it's deep in foot cotton. Like, she's straddling and, like, stroking the shoe. There's no other... But it's cute... not a realistic shoe. It's no, like a it's, sculpture it's like a, a mannequin shoe. shoe. It's like a mannequin of a shoe, right? It's like, a, it's, like, painted on, like, a molded foot, and there's not even any sort of, like, texture to it. No, it's it's a, a matte shoe. <laughs> it's not even... There's no shine to it, even. It's just matte. <laughs> and then, like, there's a little, like... Sometimes, and then they cut away, and the chuk chuk is like a shoehorn tapping. And at this point, I'm thinking this song is going to be about shoes, right? Like, <laughs> yes, like, it's a reasonable <laughs> assumption. <laughs> the content of this song, the lyrics will be about shoes. Um, and then she's standing on a Scrabble board, and crisscrossing are the words, but they're handwritten, not in Scrabble ties, law and attraction. So I guess it's like the laws of attraction. And then right. that, that um, chick chicking again, and now it's the fingers on a calculator. And then enter stage right, the love interest, I'm guessing in this, in this video, is like a yuppie mid-80s man in a shirt and tie. And it's unclear. He could be like a Wall Street trader or an attorney or an, or accountant. an accountant. Yeah, we don't yeah. know. Well, he's begins, a typical male. He's, he's just, a typical he's as that's average a, yeah. as it gets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, of course, he's um, next shot. He's standing on a giant pencil, holding a red cube behind him on his shoulder, kind of like Atlas shrugged, like Ayn Rand. Like, the, oh my God! Like you know, I didn't even like yes, like. Like Prometheus, but I didn't even make the connection of the giant pencil in Gigi Hadid's apartment. She oh my God! <laughs> yes, it's, a, it's a, it was it's a the tribute male to, to Tina okay, Turner. Anyway. And then in front of the pencil, she's on some kind of like inclined plane. It could be like a Pilates thing. It's and like the, a seesaw. Or yeah, something? no, but there's no seesaw. This is one sided. It's inclined and it's propped up on a red medicine ball. And the background okay. is all like some sort of that '80s grid geometric thing. Um, right. So now she's she's laying down. He's holding a cube, and this is where it gets very literal again because we always talk about there's always a literal cutaway shot here. And she goes like, "I don't need no sense of justice." And then there's a close up of a judge's gavel banging because, of course, if you mention justice, you have to have a gavel. Yeah. Oh, and the reason why he's holding the cube, it just occurred to me, is because he's the square. Oh, we are unpeeling. This is like an onion. This is we <laughs> are. A lot this of is symbolism. like this is like Foucault. We're deconstructing this video. It's much deeper than it seems. It's a critique of capitalism. <laughs> and, it is. And it's, it's, then the guy breaks the pencil, right? So he's rebelling maybe against this. And it's then a manifesto. And then there's um above his left and right head, there's like graphs and stock charts. And then they're back on the Scrabble board. But instead of law and attraction, now there's two new words. And the two words are hot and set. Not hot and sex. 
hot and set. Why hot and set? I have no idea. Because <laughs> they needed words to go to meet at a tea? And, yeah, Maybe it's the meeting at the tea because it's Tina Turner. Oh, and she's doing a hot set of music. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. More to this than there seems. Next scene. So you know the thing that used to sit on the desk with the balls, like the pendulum, like you drop one ball on one side and it... The, the force yeah, goes like through. Yeah, like the it. perpetual motion machine, but not <laughs> perpetual. Yes. But of course, there's an enormous one, and she's on one end, and he's on the other end, and she massages the like wires that are there, and then of course she pushes the ball, and it transfers through, and it hits him in like this exaggerated thing, and he gets like catapulted off into space by it, um, and then uh, this is the classic. This is the like finale scene. It's not the finale, really. It's just the the pinnacle. There's a large red handset, like from an old phone. And they're on opposite ends. He's sitting on one side, like doing work. And she's on the other side. And first she tries to rock it, and he doesn't move. And then she literally like hurls her body onto it, like belly first, and she writhes like she's being electrocuted. Um, and then he's catapulted off of that in a blast of smoke and you can't tell like did she rock the boat or did he like fart or something like he's just like eject it's like an typical ejection male scene. typical farting. male <laughs> catapulting <laughs> off of telephones <laughs> then there's this very nice bridge where they're playing erotic chess you know what i'm talking about they're like stroking the chess oh, yeah. pieces and then this is <laughs> deeply problematic. And then there is a cameo. There's like a baseball player, of course. Uh, I think we've had other cameos of baseball players. And then she has a bat as if she's going to hit the, the ball. But then she turns on the Wall Street guy and starts beating his head Bashing with the bat. Him in the head. Bashing it's him in the head with the bat. very alarming. Given her very history alarming. of domestic abuse, it's like... I don't it's know what very to make chilling. of it. I'm just going to give I, her. A, it, I'm going to give her a pass on that. <laughs> just, yes. <laughs> I can see her being like, "You want me to do what?" <laughs> She's like, "Okay, All as long right. as I get paid, <laughs> give me the bat." <laughs> I have dinner reservations <laughs> <laughs> at the Ivy. <laughs> Let me do, do this. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, and then, of course, in the last scene, happily ever after, she and the stockbroker, who she just pummeled to death, uh, <laughs> walk together. off hand in hand. Yeah, they walk off hand it's in beautiful. hand. It's and beautiful. that is uh, that is typical male by Tina by Dame Tina Turner. I thought that I was mean, worthy. It was worthy. It was a really good pick um, because it's a song I'd heard before, and it's it's a delight to revisit. And I, I think that it's really um, a song about Tina Turner seducing her accountant. Like, she definitely had a fling with, like, one of her business Oh, why, why wouldn't and she? And that's what the song's about. Yeah, of course. I mean, she could have an affair with anybody she wants. She <laughs> fucking Tina Turner. She, Especially in she 1986. Like, she was yeah, uh, really. yeah, sexiest woman alive. So. Okay, so good for you, Tina. <laughs> Beat who you want. I'm sorry that the video want. didn't live up to your to your music. <laughs> you did your job. That is all. You can walk okay. away. Okay. That has okay. been Summer Music Series. We probably have like two or three left before Labor Day. So um, we're going to have to dig deep to come up with some, uh, some good ones. If you have any suggestions, tweet us and uh, we will consider them, but probably not take them.
Um, <laughs> since I have okay. very deeply ingrained ideas about what makes for a good summer music series. Okay, let's do our yups. These are the little rays of light beacons of hope that kept us going through the week. Rachel, what is yours? Yeah, mine is, you know, just in keeping with the theme of rediscovering old music, I offer my yup this week to a couple of twins in Gary, Indiana. <laughs> Four-year-old named... <laughs> twins <laughs> in West Hampton. They're... <laughs> They're Tim and Fred Williams, and they have a YouTube channel called Twins the New Trend, and uh, they went viral this week because... Um, they like to sit there listening to old music for the first time and they react to it in real time on oh, their YouTube like reaction, channel. reaction videos, yeah. Yeah, That's and it's thing. great. Yeah. You can just see their enthusiasm. And last week they listened to Phil Collins. I'm bringing up oh, Phil yeah. Collins again. The, the, <laughs> everything that um, goes around comes around. Everything that rises must converge. And so they listened to In the Air tonight for the first time. And when there's that drum solo dun, hit, dun, dun, yeah. about, yeah, when it hits about three minutes into the song, these two kids were like, well, they're not kids, they're 21, but they look, they're just so cute. They're like freaking out and their enthusiasm is just contagious. And I realized that it's almost as satisfying to watch other people appreciate good music as it is to discover it yourself. So I went to their yeah. YouTube page and I followed it and I watched them freaking out about Dolly Parton's Jolene, which was just as delightful. So I urge you all to check them out and uh, I will put a link to their YouTube yeah. channel in the show notes. Speak, speaking of Phil Collins, just to geek out a little bit, you know, that drum in that song and that drum solo, like uh, invented a whole new type of drum reverb that then took oh. over the 80s music. So like that's, oh. uh, sorry, <laughs> unnecessary information, but had to share. My yup no, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. My yup goes to um, the one and only SV Date. <laughs> Who oh my the, god uh, my hero sv uh, date thank you <laughs> who is the washington correspondent white house correspondent for huffpo today at the quote-unquote press conference is really just a political campaign rally at trump um his question was if he had any regrets about all the lying you've done and trump like he pretended not to hear him he's like what who and then he just ignored it and went on. But I think every question at the press conference should be that or some variation of that, right? He'll just shut yeah, up. I think it would be nice if another reporter was like, no, I, I want an answer to that. Like all of the lies. Could you please tell us like how you feel about them? And like, just keep going around. Everybody, you know? everybody asked that. Yes. No, he would walk out. Like when the gunman was coming, the like, Secret Service ushered him out. Like Kellyanne yeah. Conway or so Kaylee McEnany would like. So let him walk out. It's more useful him not being there. He just delivers misinformation and toxic positivity and lies. Everything's great. It's going to be fine. The economy is great. Like, shut the fuck up. Go back into your bunker. Disconnect your Twitter account and just go away. Um. We're going to shut the fuck up, too, now. <laughs> it's late. We're it's late. very depressed. I'm going to go put uh, Tina Turner on uh, endless repeat. Uh, and, uh, you it's know, it's been a week, friends. It's, it's been, been quite a, a week. Yeah. yeah. Well, if this has cheered you up, please subscribe to this podcast, rate, review, tell your friends to do it, grab their phone, hit subscribe for them because they'll say they're going to do it, but they don't actually do it. I know. Yeah. From write experience. us a review five stars only, but like we love, we love hearing from you. Yeah. We love it. Okay. Terrible, terrible week. Really fun to do this podcast though. Thank you for listening. This has been Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Wanna be my
Okay.